Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 509. And in today's episode, I've got something really awesome that I want to share with you. It's a rare coaching call. And the reason why I say rare is because I've got a lot of people that reach out to me and they want to pay me to do coaching calls. A lot of money, by the way. And I turn them down generally because I am more focused on the podcast, building my brands, and also the training and the courses that we have available inside of TAS. All right. But what I want to do, because I enjoy it, I want to do these on my own terms, number one, but I also want it to be more about building brands. Now, recently, I had a, a couple reach out to me, and uh, and they just asked questions. Like, they had an email, asked questions, also asked if I did any private consulting, and I said no. Currently, I do not. Um, and I said, but here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to invite you on a podcast. I'd like to record our session just kind of like off the cuff, like nothing planned. And I want to just hear where you're at, where you're stuck and kind of give you the roadmap that if I was to sit down and I was in your situation or helping you or even part of your business, what plan would I give you? What plan would I, would I say, let's do this and let's like move forward. And then phase two will be this and kind of moving through the process, very similar to what we've done here in the new brand. All right, so that's what you're going to listen to today. So I'm going to try to make this intro as quick as possible because it's about a 50-minute coaching session, all right? Now, I've titled this The Exact Plan to Build a Brand in Competitive Markets, and that's exactly what it is. You're also going to hear how we can go after competitive markets, but we sometimes have to find the low-hanging fruit in those markets, and then we'll work ourselves into those markets. The other thing is, is... uh you know, I want to talk about, and I'm going to talk about inside of this coaching call is like some people right now are just burnt out in their jobs and they're successful technically. And actually rich, it was Lynn and rich, by the way, that reached out to me and they're going to be on the call with me, but they're, they're very successful in their jobs. They're just burnt out and, uh, and they want out. So it's kind of hard. How do you replace that income? And how do I do this on the side? And so all of those things start coming in. The other thing that came up quite often was just overwhelmed, like where to start. There's so much information out there that I just don't know where to start. I'm confused. Some people are saying just, you know, find products that are selling. The other people are saying find a passion that you're, you know, that you're into and that you can build a brand around. Like, so they're having these mixed messages. So you're going to hear uh, throughout this really my vision and then also the way that I look at business in general. All right. So that's what you're going to be listening to. And I'm really excited for you to hear this because I think it's valuable. I really, really do. Now, the other thing I want to do, and I'm, I'm not sure how many I'm going to do of these, but you guys have probably heard the episode. Uh, it was 506, I believe, where I talked about how I'm going to be starting to mix in, like not just Amazon stuff, but like how to build brands and how to even do digital products, how to do digital marketing, like all of that stuff is now going to be part of the amazing seller, which I'm excited about. It allows me to really talk about all of that stuff that I'm really passionate about too, but I'm also doing, all right, I'm doing it within our own brand and I'm also doing it you know, here in the amazing seller. So I want to be able to share that stuff with you because I think it's, it's really powerful if you can incorporate the two. All right. Now, what I want to do is invite you to, to do this is to email me. Okay. You can just email Scott at the amazing either myself or someone on my team will get it. And just in the subject line, write passion project. Now this is if you have something that you want to either start or you want to take your brand right now that you are that you're into or that you're you're growing and you want to get on a call with me just like the one I'm doing right here and have me kind of discuss your your plan, your roadmap, your blueprint. All right. If you are interested in that, maybe you have something that you're doing right now, but you're, you're, you're okay with it. It's bringing in some money, but you really have this other thing over here that you want to build a brand around. And I would love to kind of talk all about that and really give you a plan that I would be executing. All right. So that's what I want to do there. Now, like I said, I'm not going to be able to do all of these, obviously, and I've already got a whole bunch of people that, um, that, you know, submitted those, but I'm going to be picking through them and seeing the ones that I think that will give the most value to you guys, you know, the listeners and, uh, and that I feel I can help the most with. So if you are interested in possibly being on one of these coaching calls, all you got to do is email Scott at the amazing seller.com, 
subject line, passion project, and then inside of that email, describe exactly what you want to do and uh, and let, I'll, I'll let you know if I can help you is really what I'm doing there, all right? And the other thing I want to do here, and this is a perfect spot for it because everything we are talking about here in this podcast today and moving forward is really about building brands, okay? Now, Product Discovery Bootcamp is our new training. And inside of this training, it really is building the foundation for building a brand, all right? It's not just about finding the products. It's called Product Discovery Bootcamp. And what it really is is finding the market, then finding the products through that market, and then building a brand in that market. That's what Product Discovery Bootcamp is. If you are interested in going through that training, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash bootcamp. All right, theamazingseller.com forward slash bootcamp. And you can get all the details there and see if it's the right fit for you. But uh, that's our newest training. I'm very excited about it. A lot of people are getting great results going through it, especially getting clarity. And I'm telling you something, if you figure out the market that you wanna go into and you are building a brand and that's all you're doing, you are gonna be able to take all of your bandwidth, all of your energy, your focus is going to be driving towards building that brand and product selection will become so much easier because now you're focusing on one market and uh, sub markets inside of the main market. So definitely go check it out if you're interested and uh, you can get all the details there. All right. So I'm going to stop talking now so you guys can listen to this amazing coaching call that I did with Lynn and Rich. Uh, again, I want you guys to think of your own situation by going through this and see if there's anything here that you can take away. And I'm sure you are. And then just from there, take action on that one thing. All right. So sit back, relax and enjoy this coaching call. So why don't we why don't we start by you just tell me a little bit about what you're thinking and why you're thinking that you want to do it. I think would be a good good place to start. Right. Well, we both are in a situation where we've been in our careers a long time. Rich owns his own business and um, we've both been looking to try and hopefully transition into something different. Initially, it was for additional revenue, um, and then it really became, especially for me, that I would actually like it to be my full time. I would like to completely transition out of what I do now and, and move into something different full time. Um, and, you know, being that he's very entrepreneurial, I've owned my own business in the past, you know, that was more the direction we wanted to go <clears throat> versus looking into jumping into just a different kind of career. And so we just started thinking about and sort of researching, you know, what we could do. And um, we started looking at online businesses and thought that was something that really um, resonated with us. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you have to figure out, okay, well, what kind of business are you going to do online? And um, I've always been very much into um, health and you know, sort of natural beauty care and things like that. And so we started looking at that niche and, you know, what could we do with it or could we fit into it? Um, and, you know, through the whole process, of course, Amazon came up because when we were looking at possibly buying a business, those kept coming around. So then I said, well, maybe we could do some sort of natural skincare on Amazon. But then looking at the numbers, you know, it looked very competitive and um, I didn't know that we could really get our foot in the door at this point because it's so competitive on Amazon. And then in the background, we were also already starting to test some products while we were doing all our research and um, hair loss was a big niche that we sort of started zoning in on for multiple reasons because women in my age group, I'm 50, definitely start to notice changes in their hair quality. And of course, for men, it's, you know, always been a, an issue. Sure. And so um, Rich and I started actually trialing a product, a private label product. And um, we actually started having some good success with it. So we were getting a little excited about it. Mm -hmm. But again, looking on Amazon, it's, you know, it's just so competitive. If, if I'm trying to follow the criteria that everybody talks about in picking a product to sort of brand and sell on Amazon, it definitely doesn't fit that. <laughs> so, right. okay. um, so that was when I sort of found you and said, well, you know, I don't know, maybe we should just look at something else or maybe we can really try and do this outside of Amazon. Mm. Okay. 
so and, and it sounds familiar. Um, heard I've heard you know the same kind of story, and it's right. it's perfect. Um, now, okay, Rich, do you is your business brick and mortar right now? A bri- brick and mortar. It's the restaurant business. Okay. Uh, I'm kind of in a unique situation in the sense that I'm 53 years old. I've been doing the same thing for fresh out of college for 32 years. It's uh, a restaurant business, and um, I I am very successful, which is it's a it's a strange thing because I make a lot of money, and I just at this point after 32 years, I just don't like what I do. Mm. Um, I feel like I'm a slave to my income, mm-hmm. and I have to transition out of this just for my own well-being. I don't enjoy what I do anymore. Mm. So I, the problem with that, the the problem with making a lot of money in something you don't like is that you, um, you're obviously probably not thriving as much as you probably could even do if you liked it. But second of all, it just, um, it's bittersweet because you become a slave to the income and you have to, uh, your lifestyle usually surrounds that income to the point that you, you, you need to make somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. So in my, in my situation, um, I just, I can't just make a little bit, you know, extra money on the side while that would be nice. It's ultimately what I'm looking for is something that has the potential to be large. And I would even put money behind it. I just don't want to waste money and I don't want to waste time. So I'm looking for guidance in to go in the right direction. And um, this is like inundated on online of people that are just looking to take your money and try to teach you things. And mm-hmm. I'm always very skeptical about people that are teaching instead of actually doing. It's it's uh, been my life experience that those people tend to not be the successful ones. And that's always my concern. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I just don't want to keep throwing money at different courses and all this kind of silly stuff because I, I'm really looking, I'm, I'm more of a serious businessman and I'm just um, looking for the for guidance and not to waste a lot of time and money to get the success I know I'll get it's just um, my threshold of stepping off of my career is is probably higher than most and um, but I have to do it just for my own well-being I just don't enjoy what I do anymore yeah it makes sense so, I mean it, that that totally makes sense there's a lot of people that make a lot of money but they're not happy yeah so uh, you know what I mean like you get to that point you're like oh if I get to that one level of of, you know, being successful, then I'll be happy. And then you get there and you're like, well, wait a minute, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. So that's totally a common, a common thing. And and I think it's also, you know, everyone wants change. I mean, 30 some years, so that's, that's a, a while to be doing, you know, very similar thing. So exactly. you know, kudos to you, man, for doing that. But, um, yeah, uh, I, I think, I think entrepreneurs always are wanting to change direction or pivot or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Um, just cause we, we kind of get bored. Um, and we want to try the next thing. Um, but from what I'm hearing, like both of you, you know, you, you kind of want it for the same reasons you want it because you want to change. Um, I know, I think Lynn, you said, you, you know, you're kind of feeling burnout, like those yeah. things, like I, I get it. Um, the question for me would be like, and I think you've already answered it, but you know, even rich, like you said, like, you're not looking to just, you know, kind of like dabble in this thing and just, you know, have a product and just sell the product. Like that's not really a business. That's like you going out there and just finding a product that you can flip and then just make some money on the side. Like that's not a business. No. Uh, And if you're looking at all of the shiny objects that are being thrown at you, because once you start down this path, it doesn't matter even if it's on Amazon or if it's in just, uh, you know, selling on Shopify or if it's selling um, eBay stores or if it's just selling digital products like you're going to be, you know, just you're going to be overwhelmed because you're going to see there's a thousand different directions. And I'm not here to tell you that they won't work, but you got to right. pick one that resonates best with you and um, and that will allow you to, to continue to grow and enjoy the growth process, because it is going to be a process. There's nothing I'm not, I'm going to tell you here right now, there's nothing that's going to give you sustainable, you know, income unless you work at it. And unless you build something that's an asset, it's like your business now it's successful. I'm sure because you've put a lot of years into growing it and making it, and maybe it's the name people are known, you know, to come to you for a certain service, a certain food, whatever, that's what's built over time. And that's a brand in, in general. Um, so I would stop looking for the one-off products or just, oh, this product's got great numbers. Like I wouldn't necessarily start there. Um, I would validate the market by looking at the numbers, but I would go where you want to go. Like why, why build something if you're not going to be happy building it? 
right? Just to say, again, you got to that success level. Oh, wow, look at that. We made money. You're already making money. You know, you're just not happy in the process. So if you're going to do something over here on the left, we're just going to trade one, you know, one issue with another issue. I mean, there's to me, there's no reason you can't be successful uh, on the left hand side over here online. It's just a matter of you got to learn it now. You got to build it and you've got to put the time and effort into it. It'll still work. But when you get there, are you going to be happy? You know what I mean? So that's so ultimately I, I would come down with asking yourself, what are you going to be happy doing? So like you, you mentioned, like the hair loss thing, like maybe that would because now you're kind of entering into the you know, over 40, over 50 space and you're more health, you know, conscious. We all are. I mean, I'm 45, going to be 46. My wife is 50. So I'm in that wheelhouse, right? I'm looking at that stuff. I'm like, you know, oh my gosh, my hairline is kind of receding a little bit. Oh boy, I'm getting older. <laughs> right. I mean, it's all those things, <laughs> yeah. you, 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 you know, and you don't think you'll ever think them, but you're thinking them. So maybe that's the thing, but I wouldn't necessarily look at the market right now at, or the products in that market necessarily and make that decision. I would say if it if you genuinely want to go into that space or if you have a story in that space, like you're in the restaurant business, like is there things in the restaurant business that you like about it, but you don't want to be doing it necessarily every single day. So like if you're in the, if you're in the restaurant business, right? Like maybe there's things in that restaurant business that you're really um, good at and that you would love to continue to do just not every single day of the week. So maybe there's something there, then you, you now are in the cooking space, right? And now because you have all these years of expertise, you then can build a brand in that because you've been in it for 30 years. You have a story, right? Uh, and again, I'm just throwing out stuff. This doesn't right. mean that's the direction you got to be. I'm just saying the mindset has to be that you need to find something that you're passionate about in a sense, not, a, you don't got, you know, I'm not saying you got to wake up every single day, but it would be great if you could, but there's got to be something that you have an interest in a, a somewhat of a passion around and something that you're motivated to work on, even if in the beginning it's slow going. And then from mm -hmm. there, building a brand is going to not be as hard as if you're just trying to sell one-off product on Amazon and competing with just Amazon. Cause what we want to do is we want to build physical products in our brand and we would also love to add digital products to our brand to do like a hybrid approach. And now I would like to see you build uh, content in that uh, outside of Amazon. So really, Amazon is just a launch platform for us. That's all we're using it for. So what we want to do is launch our products on Amazon. And by having a brand that we're building over here on the right side uh, and getting, uh, you know, people that are interested in this in this thing that we're that we're, you know, marketing or that we're going to be marketing. And then we can just launch on Amazon and then we can push a whole bunch of sales there and then we can rank and competition doesn't even matter at that point. So right. that's, you know, so for me, I'm hearing like the hair loss thing is there, but is that the thing? I don't know. You'd have to ask yourself that question. The restaurant business, you might be overlooking that you've got 30 years experience in there and you could, you, you might be able to come up with something there that would lend itself to a business that you now uh, you you teach in that space, but you also uh, have products that support the teaching or you have products that support the chef or the the restaurant business or whatever. Again, I have no idea. I'm just throwing out yeah. ideas. But yeah. that's how my mind works. I, I'm thinking of these things. I'm not thinking of let me go to uh, you know a tool and see what the best selling products are. That's not I don't approach any business that way. Does that make sense so far? It does, but that's um, it, it's antithetical to some of the stuff we are hearing online. In that, in that, don't be. There, a lot of people are saying, don't be so attached to a, a theme or a or a product. Go at what actually sells, and it, it's so that's where the mixed message comes in, and that's why it is so confusing to start to take action because you hear very very different views about this. Um, so we originally were going to go into this whole kind of senior space and all the and all the things that are related to it. And there's, there's dozens of things related to the whole getting into your 50s and 60s and, and older uh, space. There's tons of, of issues that are related to that space, including financial issues, um, sexual issues, hair loss. Mm -hmm. uh, it just goes on and on. Sure. But we were told, you know, it's like then you keep reading and reading and reading and they're saying that, that's not that's not the approach you should take. You should kind of see what actually sells and don't be so stuck on a, on a product or a theme. It, it is, it is, uh, it's got, it's very confusing. And that's what it kind of like makes you take a step back and say, before I just start throwing money at this, mm -hmm. 
let me let me let me know my focus and and that seems to be the biggest problem is finding your focus well i i think also the the mixed messaging is that you you're you're trying to consume a whole bunch of different information which is no fault of yours it's out there you're right. going to consume it all right here here's here's a question for you go find a product that's selling good on amazon and you launch that product are you going to build your business on amazon i prefer not but, be, well, let me I, ask I you something. If you, Amazon if you, to not be my primary uh, source of income. But if you're honestly. listening to that advice, that's all you're doing. Right. Well, Amazon is such a uh, big player in the market. It's just it becomes the it becomes the place where you just find out if things sell or not. Whether you're going to use Amazon or not, it just seems to be the the measure of everything today because it's such a dominant force in the industry. So what I'm uh, what I'm suggesting though, Rich, is this. I'm not I'm not saying don't look at products that are selling. What I'm saying right. is start with the market in mind, then establish that there's a market out there because here's the deal. If I find a, if here let, let, let me kind of use this example. If I am into fishing and then I'm into bass fishing and then I'm into kayak bass fishing, I've just niched it down, number 1. Forget about Amazon for a second, okay? I've just established my niche. Okay. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go see if there's groups and communities already out there inside of Facebook or Instagram. So I know that there's a market outside of just Amazon. I'm protecting myself in the future and I'm also allowing myself to see if I can create assets outside of Amazon. Do you see how I'm building my, my, my uh, assets outside of Amazon so I have that control? That in the future, I when I do launch on Amazon, yes, I'm going to then go to Amazon and I'm going to say, let them tell me what products in my market are selling. Right. Okay, then I would say I'm going to go and go with the one that's and again, I'm not going to the one that's selling the best, by the way. I'm not going after a product that's selling 100. I'm going after the products that are selling 10 and 15. Why am I doing that? It's going to be a lot easier to rank for my products. And I'm happy with getting 10 sales a day at $100 profit per day that I'm OK with that. I'll find five right. products. Okay. Right. So my approach is more long term and I'm not out there just saying, go find the hot product that's selling right now, Rich, and then go out there and, you know, use a, a you know, a, a deal site and push a whole bunch of sales, get yourself ranked and then be in that market of the gray hat market or the black hat market where all you're going to be doing is fighting off reviews and feedback and all that stuff. Why bother? Why right. wouldn't you build something that you could then create content with outside of Amazon? You could build an email list outside of Amazon. You can build a YouTube channel. You can build all of these different things that you could, you could, heck, you could build a podcast around it. Okay. Now you can do all that stuff. Now, if Amazon decides to cut your legs off, you're not out of business because right. now you've got all this other stuff. Then on the other side of things, let's say that I find three products that I know that are selling on Amazon. I'm going to launch them there. But I've got three products that go very well together. Guess what I do next? I go over to Facebook and I start driving Facebook ads to my own funnel, my own sales channel on the mm -hmm. right-hand side. And now I build a seven-figure funnel over here on the right. And if Amazon goes away, it's okay. I didn't build my business on that rented land. I'm not saying we don't sell there. I'm saying we don't want to build our business on there. Right. That's so, the Scott, difference. Are you, are you more or less a, a fan of... Because we originally were going to go with like an authority site approach, mm -hmm. and um, then we backed away from that for other reasons because we just thought it, the process is extremely long and, and uh -huh. to even run. Yep. Um, but are you a, are you a, a fan of like a hybrid, both product and authority site over time? Yeah, I, I am. I think you can do it quicker than than just the authority site over time. We we've just recently launched a brand under just under twelve months ago, and it's doing really well. And our approach has been this. We find products that the market wants and needs. We see and validate if they're selling on Amazon. We launch them on Amazon. We build our email list. We push sales through Amazon to spike the algorithm. We get ranked. So we get that organic sales. We also run pay-per-click. And then on the back side of that, we do Facebook Lives because we have someone that's front of our uh, front of our brand. We do Facebook Lives. We then run Facebook ads to one that does well. We just we just did a Facebook Live on Sunday. It's, it got like 16,000 views in a matter of hours. It was shared 50 times. So that thing now is an asset to us. Now we run Facebook ads to that. That's also talking about our products. So like an authority site is great. So then what we do is we take any content that we're posting on Facebook and then we plug it on our blog. And then we'll right. naturally start to get backlinks. We'll naturally start to get, you know, organic search and all that stuff. But we're going to speed up that process by using Facebook to then share what we have, even if we pay for it. 
because we can drive ads to your demographic. I mean, I can target, you know, 52 year old women like and that's it. And then I can follow, you know, them. It sounds kind of creepy, but I can follow them around with a with a pixel mm -hmm. that basically now they're just going to see all my stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm a fan of authority site, but not the main play. That's something that I do on the side that if we're going to post content here, we might as well post it over here. If I post something on YouTube, I'm going to embed that video on my blog and I'm going to write content around it. So that way there I get the link coming from YouTube over to the blog. And then I also get, you know, search traffic from Google and Yahoo and Bing and all those other ones, but not as let's build a authority site and wait for traffic. You know, I'm right. not waiting for traffic. And what kind of budget do you do you have, think is realistic for a project like this? Like even if you start out small, you're doing a combination of Facebook, pay-per-click, yep. Google. Well, I would say realistically, and again, I'm kind of going back to what we did. Our first product in this new brand, um, we allocated five grand for the first run. And then um, we, I think we spent probably around a grand to build up our email list. And that's all we did in the beginning. Okay. And then we had a blog that we had, which the blog is like what, 10 bucks a month for hosting. The domain was like 10 bucks. And then, you know, the WordPress blog is, or the, you know, the platform is free. So basically that was it. And then just the time to post on there. We didn't drive any Facebook ads at that point. Um, so the beginning part is like, to me, it's minimal for starting a business in a sense. Right. That's, that's a lot. Right. Very little. Now yeah. on the flip side, now what we're starting to do is we're starting to take like that Facebook live that we did the other day and we're going to throw 25 to 50 bucks a day at it and see how it performs. Right. We also have an, another project running right now in this new brand that we're going to be testing right now is we're going to get a free plus shipping offer. So something on the front end that we mm -hmm. can buy for two bucks. Right. And then we're going to acquire a customer with a Facebook ad and fulfill it through Amazon though, right? So all of our inventory is going to go to Amazon, but we're going to fulfill it through them, but we're not going to pay the commission fee on them uh, because we're just going to basically plug it into our, uh, to our platform, which we're using Shopify right now. We actually just got that set up and that will connect over. So once an order comes through with a Facebook ad and they buy it, it'll trigger inside of Shopify that they got to go fulfill an order on Amazon. And then that's how that'll happen. But the goal is to acquire a customer and have it pay, have us pay nothing really, have it break even. But on the backside of the free plus shipping offer, we have two of what maybe they just got for free, or maybe it's one of our other products, or maybe then after that, they have another upsell with another product all aligned together. So our goal is to acquire a customer with a credit card and then hopefully get them to buy something else that's related to what they just bought. And if they don't, we still have a customer that paid with a credit card and we can always follow up with those people or retarget those people. But that's a second phase. Like we haven't gotten there until 11 months later. Like we're now just starting to do that. So right. it's a process. But like I'm like I'm trying to share with you is like it's a it's a different mindset. If you just want to go out there and find a whole bunch of random products, we call it an open brand and we have one of those and we've played around with that. And really it's just to test different markets. But if you want to just find a product that you think you're going to be able to rank and be able to get sales, then just do the open brand kind of concept where you just go out there, you find those products that you think are going to win. You, you buy 500 units. You, it's like going, it's like going to play the slots. You know, you're, you're, mm -hmm. you might win, you might not, you're not building any momentum. You're not building an asset. You're not building any content. You're just playing the Amazon game. Um, right. I'm not a no, huge fan of that. I, I think people can do it, but I don't, it's not, it's definitely not sustainable. Right. We you definitely know? want to go with building the brand. I think initially, like Rich said before, what was, what was consistently trapping us where we would stop mm -hmm. was that we would get into, um, a niche that we liked or it resonated with us. And then we would go look at the products and see whether or not once we got it up and going, if we thought we could rank on Amazon and that's where we would get stuck because mm. it seems like the niches we're picking are always very competitive. Yeah. And so then we never know whether it makes sense to go ahead with it, even if we're building a lot, you know, outside mm -hmm. of Amazon. It just seems like we're, we end up with products that are pretty competitive on a site like Amazon. Even um, when we were going in the other direction, Initially, with the authority site, um, we weren't looking at branding our own products at that point. And the mm. products we did find that we thought would be a good um, product line to go along with the website, the prices were so cheap. I don't even know how, online that people were selling them. It was ridiculous. It was mm. so cutthroat. I don't know how they made any money <laughs> selling yeah. those. 
Well, that's so the, that's, that's the, what we kept getting hung up. And then yeah. we couldn't make the decision as well. Do, do we take the hair loss and just go for it anyway? Cause we know obviously people want it. And if we could show it actually works, should we just go for it? Or, you know, how, how, how much do we use that competitiveness as a deterrent or, you know, a go, a go for it? Yeah. I mean, my thoughts on that is if, if you're, if you're, it's, and again, it's not like you're, you're passionate, passionate about it. Like you're not waking up in the morning thinking about that, but you kind of are, right? It's like, if you think right. about, if you can create a product that actually works and it will help people and serve people, that will feel pretty damn good. Right. right? So if you can get behind that and, and make that your focus with whether, um, you know, it takes you six months or it takes you a year. Um, that's the thing. If you're thinking that you want to put something up on Amazon and immediately rank it, that's, you know, you're, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. You know what I mean? Like, and you're right. If, if all you're going to do is like, I mean, so you're like looking at the numbers, like, so what are you looking at the numbers that make it competitive to you? I'm just curious, like reviews, like, you know, how many sales per day? Like, just give me your thoughts on that. So if you just take any sort of hair, hair loss serum guy, Mm -hmm. and you went on Amazon and looked around, people have thousands of reviews, you know, and they have, um, thousand, you know, a lot of sales per month. It's, it's crazy actually. Right. Right. So I was like, okay, we'll never get that. <laughs> we right. can get ahead of those or even near those people They're, you know, they're obviously been there a long time and, um, had a lot of support behind them. So that was what I was looking at. And then I went into different, you know, aspects, supplements for hair loss, you know, different products that could go in the same niche. And they all seem pretty equally competitive. Mm. Yeah. And it, it is a very competitive space. And just to, again, kind of warn you about going into a, a space that's like that, there's, there's, you know, people that they're spending a hundred grand or more to just give away product in order to, to rank. And then once they, gr- they get the ground and then you're pushed out, that's how, that's how they're doing it. Right. Like, so they're literally spending thousands of dollars, sometimes daily to keep their position and to keep their reviews. And a lot of those reviews again are, you know, gray hat, if not black right, hat. So you're, you're, you're dealing, you're, it's kind of like you're going into the black market. Like when right. you do that, now I'm not saying you can't do it. If you, if you have like, if you're good on camera and you can then get some test subjects to where you tested it on them and you did like a, a 30 day, a 60 day and a 90 day and, and you're able to push that stuff out and you're, you're going to go and say, you know what, I'm going to do Facebook ad campaigns and I'm going to educate people and I'm going it, to, it's going to be work, but it's possible because mm-hmm. then what happens is, is regardless of how many reviews are on Amazon, they didn't necessarily find you on Amazon. There are going to be people that will find you on Amazon, but you're the, the main play is really doing the outside stuff to get the sales. And, and, but then again, you're going to have to learn Facebook ads and you're going to have to learn, you know, setting up a little, even if it's a small little funnel. So this way here, you can, you know, acquire a customer and then from there upsell them on, uh, on the second and third, or maybe it's, you know, get one bottle, you know, free plus shipping. And then the next one is like, get two bottles for 1995 or whatever. Right. Like that would be the play, but you got to understand that yes, you are going into a very competitive space. Now, are there other products in that market that wouldn't be as competitive that could introduce you to the market? And then you can expand into those other things. That would be the next thing I would look at. I'd be like, are there other things? Are there accessories in that market that you apply it with maybe, right? And then maybe that's the thing. Uh, again, right. I'm just thinking out loud here. Like, it's kind of like I'm trying to look at the the low-hanging fruit in that market in a sense to where you wouldn't have to be so competitive. And then eventually you could gradually add those more competitive products in once you build, you know, some more of your brand and, and you know, email list and Facebook and like all that stuff. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's going to take some time. And, and it's you're going to have to ask yourself, can you... Um, you know, can you educate on this? Can you give some science behind it? Can you uh, do some research and then report back? Like a lot of that has to has to go into that. So this way here, you can make that all work. Right. So when you were looking at your new brand that you started 12 months ago, mm. can I just ask out of curiosity, what what were you using? What criteria were you using or what were you looking at in making your decision as to what what products to go into? 
Well, it's a very funny story. It's exactly the way that I share and that I teach how to do it. And it was an item that was on my wife's touch list. I always tell people, you know, create a touch list and see what you're using on a daily basis. And then that will a lot of times lead you to a market. And she came to me. I mean, she came to me and, uh, you know, and it's funny because I've got some of my other students that have done the same thing. And she just kind of came to me and she goes, you know, what do you think? you know, about this. And she does this to me all the time. I mean, it's kind of like where she's just kind of trained now. And even my kids, you know, they're like, what do you think about this one? You know? Um, so, and then I always go through exactly what I'm going through with you. I'm like, well, look at the competition, look at this. Are you going to be able to, are you going to willing to build a brand? Yada, yada, yada. So, um, you know, she came to me with this thing and it was one that I was like, you know, there could be a possibility, but I'm not sure. I've got a whole bunch of other things going on. I've got other brands I'm helping, whatever. And I'm just not sure I want to get involved. But then um, a friend of hers um, was actually someone that was also interested in this market. And then that's how that introduced me to the market. I had no idea about the market. Uh, my wife really didn't either. And then started to see that, you know what, maybe um, because she was interested in it, my wife. So why not? And um, so anyway, so that's kind of how it happened. And then from there to look at the criteria, it wasn't even looking at the criteria of um, is this product going to work? It's what products products could we create in this market? So again, you're looking at one specific thing like, you know, cream or whatever, right? What right. other things would the market buy that has that issue? It might not even be hair loss. It might be the market, right? What's, mm -hmm. what's some low hanging fruit in that market of 40 to 50 year old women or men or whatever that they're looking for hair loss stuff. What other things are they interested in? Like what other things is a, is kind of like the norm for those people. You know what I mean? Like, so it's right. kind of like looking out, like the hair thing led you to the market, but really the people buying the product aren't just those people. It's people that are, you know, in that kind of time in their life. Right. Right. So there's a whole, and, and I think you were, you know, your husband was talking about like, you know, you're talking about, you know, money and you're talking about, you know, sex, you're talking about whatever, right. There are all these different things that that's exactly what you need to do. You need to start exploring the market in those other things. And then that will maybe open up another area, but then you could also eventually come back to the hair loss thing, because once you get your brand built, it's a natural fit. Right. Um, so that's, you know, it's funny because I, my first product, I looked at the numbers that's going back three and a half years ago now. And that product still sells to this day, but it was going off of the numbers 100%. And it worked, but it worked really good in the beginning. And then it kind of petered out. And like right now, I think we're probably doing about five to $6,000 a month on that one product. It's not bad, but right. again, it's not something I would depend on. You know, it's, you know, a mortgage payment, you know, I mean, if you, if you take your profit, it's a, it's a mortgage payment for, for most people, but it's, it's not something that I would bank on. Um, it's just, I set it up. I kind of forgot about it in a sense. I, don't, I maintain it and that's it. But since I seen the competition coming in and stuff, I'm like this, there's gotta be a different way. You know, it's, it's what I've always done in the past. My wife and I owned a brick and mortar business in the photography space. Then we built a digital products business in the photography space. Um, so I've kind of seen like what it takes to build a business that that can that can make it online and offline. And it, it always comes back down to building a brand and then, you know, making people aware of, you know, your brand, but by also you sharing knowledge and information and, you know, you even being like if you could be the face of the brand, if you're comfortable in that or your, or your husband or whoever, or even you find someone that's going to always be the best because they're going to be able to talk about the common problems and stuff or the common things, right? If it's about guitar, you're going to show a new guitar lick every single day. Like it's going to make it easier than just going and finding a product and then just pushing, you know, pushing right. everybody to Amazon. But you still did use Amazon as a way to see what product hundred percent in, in yeah. that market yeah. would be a good way to start. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if I was starting right today and was not even going to use Amazon, I would still use Amazon as my tool to let me know what products the market's buying, period. Right. I'm going to look at the reviews. I'm going to see what people don't like about this. I mean, think about that. Um, you know, Rich, you, you were in the, or you're in the, in the restaurant business. Wouldn't it be awesome? I mean, now you can kind of do it, but not even as much as Amazon. If you've seen what your competitors were saying about the restaurant down the street, 
Like you can kind of do it now with Yelp or any of those, but not as much as like Amazon. You're getting hundreds, if not thousands. So you're actually able to listen to the competition's complaints and you can make mm-hmm. your either your service or your products better by just looking at that. So even if I didn't sell on Amazon, I would still use it as a research tool. Right. Like who would Scott, do you have like a minimum threshold in terms of markup that you'll even get involved in a product? Yeah. Uh, generally, um, I want to see that eventually, even if it's not in the beginning, eventually I want to see between 45 and 50 percent. So you're talking about gross profit. Yes. Profit. Yep. Right. Yep. Now so you're looking at double, about double your money on any yep. of your cost before yep. marketing. Yep. Yeah. Now, in the beginning, that might be 25 percent. But I know that once I either buy more of the inventory, I'm going to be able to get that margin higher. Um, or it might also be shipping. I might be doing air shipping and then I'll do, you know, um, sea shipping and that'll reduce my price. Um, and then who knows, as I get a little bit more of the brand and everything established, I might be able to just charge more. I know on one of our products right now, most people are charging half of what we're charging. We're still getting it. Um, so, it, you know, but yes, I'm looking at like, I would love to just double the money. I think that's a great because then you have enough, you have enough budgeted in there for if you had to lower your price, you still could and still be at 30%. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I look at that. But in the beginning, you might find a product that will get you the attention and get you the sales. Like I've got one, um, one guy that I helped. He, um, he has a product that gets about, gosh, about 2,500 sessions a day, basically views a day on his listing. And he might make 25%. But he's also now got that traffic that he can then have promotions that run over to some of his other products. Right. You know, plus he's got insert cards that are being sent to that many people. You know, well, he's not selling 2,500 a day. He's selling about 100, 100 to 125 a day, sometimes 150. So he's getting that many that are being sent to people every single day. Um, so if you're making less on that product, is it worth it? It could be because right. then you're, you're able to, to, you know, show up in, in more people's and you and always you always fulfill through a drop shipping mechanism or like an Amazon or some kind of a fulfillment through drop shipping or do you take on the product yourself and ship it yourself? No, we we never ship ourselves. The only thing we do do now since Amazon changed um, the way that they did their um, inventory, their storing. It used to be Amazon was really a fulfillment center, uh, you know, basically like a warehouse. You just ship it in and they would store it and then ship it for you, you know, almost not for free, but kind of. It wasn't that that much. Now they have all these different storage fees and, and all this stuff. So what we did is um, so we could order more and not have it sit there is we um, we basically have a small warehouse and then we have stuff shipped there. And then what we do is we just label the stuff and then UPS will come pick it up from our location and then just, you know, go. Um, and the reason why we did that again is because if we want to order 5,000 units, we don't want to send 5,000 units in um, because then if they don't sell, we're going to be paying it. We'd rather just pay our own warehouse fee and let them sit there. And that way we know we got enough inventory. If we get a big rush, we can go ahead and send a bunch in. Um, and to, to send to Amazon using UPS through them, it's dirt cheap. It's like pennies. Uh, so literally. that's actually less costly to warehouse it yourself and then ship it to Amazon than to let Amazon store the entire shipment. It depends. If you can get through um, the inventory in 60 days, then then no. Then I would send in that inventory. The risk comes in if you send in because you predict that you're going to sell and you don't, that's where you're hit with those fees. In fourth quarter, it's like three times. Um, wow. the, the, the fees. So that's where your inventory becomes, you know, something you need to pay attention to. So with us, we just, we always look at like a 30 day out. And even like with the holidays, you know, if the holidays are or even coming up in uh, on prime day, you know, we're going to have July 15th. I believe it'll be July 15th again this year. You know, we'll send in more inventory knowing that we're going to probably blast through a bunch. Um, but if we had all that inventory in there and we didn't, then we're stuck with it. We either got to ship it back to ourselves, which we're going to pay there. Or, you know, we have a, a problem now that we are going to be paying higher. So in the beginning, I always think people, if you're in the States, you know, ship to yourself, even if it's in your garage at first and ship in what you think that you'll sell in the first 30 days and then just kind of go from there. The other thing is, is when you're first starting, if you send all that inventory in and there's a problem with it, you're not going to know until that inventory starts getting customers to see it and review it. And then you're in trouble. Um, right. so I always like to, it's not necessarily less expensive. It is if you go through that inventory. Um, but, um, it also allows you to manage it better. Okay. So now you said, so if we, once we find 
um, what direction we want to go in. You said you don't really do any kind of consulting. Yeah, I really don't. And like I said, I mean, right now we're, um, we're talking about doing like a, uh, like a, it's more of like a 10 person, small mastermind where we're going to get together three times a year. We're going to work on each other's businesses, but these businesses are going to be where, um, everyone's doing at least 25 K a month or more. Um, so we can actually turn the dials and, and make things move. Cause I'm, I'm good at, I'm not good at a lot of things, but I'm pretty good at like establishing a business and then turning some knobs. And then, you know, we can go ahead and we can, we can, you know, three X or four X the business just by marketing. Um, so that's what I want to do there, but no, I don't do any, I don't do any of this. I've had a lot of people want to pay me a thousand dollars an hour to do this, but I don't, um, just because my time is so I'm, I do this for a lifestyle. I do it so I can have time with my kids and my family and stuff. So if I did that, I'd, He's cut myself too thin. You're more or less self-taught, Scott? Yeah. Yeah. I have no college degree. So no, I'm um, just saying this, this is all experimentation, trial and error, and you got to be where you are just through trial and error. Yep. That's all trial and error. And I mean, my story, uh, I would probably say, um, listen to episode 300 of my podcast and they'll tell you my story. But, uh, you know, basically in a nutshell, I was a construction worker, uh, working for my father's company. And um, learned that business, brick and mortar. We were doing pretty well back in the day. And then um, that was a messy like partnership with his partner and stuff. Long story. But my wife and I started a photography business, brick and mortar. And we built that into a pretty successful business locally. And then um, we started selling our digital templates online of people that wanted like wedding templates or even just Christmas templates, Easter templates and stuff that we were using with our own clients. And we started to see that that was starting to take off. And then we started teaching um, Photoshop and stuff like that, which I was self-taught in that as well. And we built that into a six-figure business uh, for the past eight years um, after our photography business. And we kind of weaned out of that. So I learned a lot of marketing through that. And then, um, and then from there, started dabbling on eBay, um, was selling projectors and stuff on eBay because um, I had a film transfer business alongside my photography business. And I was doing pretty good there. We sold about $100,000 worth of these projectors that I was building, uh, one-off projectors. But then it was a pain, right? I'm trading time for, you know, dollars for my time. And, and, um, and then I started hearing about this Amazon thing. And then I was like, wow, that's like pretty cool. You can ship stuff to them and they will fulfill it. It's kind of like a digital product. And yeah. three, three and a half years later, um, you know, I've helped a lot of people, but also, um, you know, and again, like you said, I'm, I'm actually doing it. Um, so, and, and I don't even necessarily have to do it anymore. I do it cause I love it. I love building something from nothing and, and seeing it grow. And then potentially like we're talking about, like you're even in your situation, brick, brick and mortar, and you, you guys are even looking at, at buying an FBA business. Um, you know, we're looking at possibly in the next three to five years, building this thing into something pretty large and then exiting it. And if we exit it, you know, it'll be for, you know, minimum seven to, you know, eight figures, you know, potentially. So, um, but if you build it right, where it's not dependent on just Amazon, you're going to get more if, you know, if and when you multiple exit. be higher. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, think about that. If you're going to buy something on Amazon and it's only on Amazon, you're not going to feel as comfortable as if I told you I've got also sales happening over here and here and here, and I've got an email list and I've got all these social channels and all this stuff. You're going to feel a little bit more comfortable buying that one. Right. Um, exactly. So that's exactly what, what we're doing. And that's really, that's what I, I get excited about, I get excited about even like people like you to talk to you and give you kind of like what I would be doing and then have you go off and execute it. The hardest part for me is getting people to actually execute it. Um, so that's why in our new thing that I'm, it's really kind of on the down low, but there's like 10 people that we're going to be doing this with, um, for successful businesses that want to become even more successful by, by growing it, you know, three to four X, but that's by turning dials. If you're already up and running, I can totally twist a couple knobs and we can we can, you know, because email marketing is big. Like a lot of people show discounting. Oh, social media is taking over. No, it's not. Email. I mean, we just sent out a list to our email to our list for our new brand. And, um, you know, we, we bumped sales that day, you know, incredibly, you know, just right. from one email. And we're getting good goodwill from our list and people love it. You know, we're giving value. Um, so that, that, that'll, to me, that'll always be there, um, at least in the, in the near future for sure. Um, but then all these other assets are, these are assets that aren't really ours, right? Facebook isn't ours. Um, Instagram isn't ours. Uh, YouTube isn't ours, but we can use them. Amazon isn't ours, but we can use it. Um, so use it to then build your business. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah we, I think we've, we've gotten that idea. The hardest part is picking where to start. I know. <laughs> I know it is. It, it is the hardest, but I want you guys to really think about like not necessarily the money 
the money is there if you do the research right as far as when you decide the market that you want to go into. But I want you to really consider like finding something that you would love to talk about even if you weren't getting paid. Like if if you can find something like that and then see if there's a part of the market that you can serve, it's game over. Like it's going to become effortless for you to do that. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it'd have to be a very strange market for them not to buy products, but there's pretty much every market out there needs to buy stuff, right? It's just, you need to figure out what it is. And then, and, and Amazon could be that tool that you use, but then all, you know, that you use to find that, but then also you can sell it there because that's where you want to launch. And then you can start to do your other things out. I just attended an event where, um, you know, some people aren't even selling on Amazon. They're just selling. I well, this one lady sells uh, natural soaps, and she built a three product sales funnel, driving Facebook ads over to the funnel, and it's a seven figure business. Not even selling on wow. Amazon. That's so the power of three products that go very well together that would serve the same customer, it's that's what you should be focusing on. And then if you can then, you know, create some content around it, that's even better, um, and building these assets. So right. that's. But- product would be very competitive on Amazon. She would have a hard time probably. Well, yes and no. Would, would she? Because now she's got, she's got an email list that all she's got to do is send one email, one email, and she can get 50 to 75 sales in a heartbeat. And maybe she only needs 20 to start to rank. And then she can then segment her list and send maybe, you know, this segment she'll send uh, today, tomorrow she'll send another segment. The next day she'll send another segment and she'll spread out those sales so your competition can't do that, right? right. Most competition but, can't. But had she gone to Amazon first and just looked at the numbers, she exactly. might have said, oh, this is way too competitive. 100%. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why, you know, and there's actually, there's another guy that I ran into at this event. And he was, a, he was a listener of the podcast. And he's like, you know, I launched my product. I went to Amazon. I did the whole thing and it didn't work. And the reason why it didn't work, because I didn't realize that it was so competitive, this, that, and the other thing. He goes, but what I decided to do is see if I could sell it over here doing this sales funnel thing with three products. And I went and all I did then is learn Facebook ads. That's all I did. And I found the traffic and I drove traffic and I got it profitable. And now I've turned that into a six figure business. And now I'm going to start slowly introducing it back to Amazon. So he just pivoted a little bit, right? It's not that the products won't sell. You have to just identify that people are buying them. We want to know that people are buying them, not that there's crickets, you know, um, it's, it's like, I mean, I don't know if you've ever watched the show shark tank, but if you, if you see that the first thing they always ask is what are your sales? All they're trying to do is validate that the, that the market even wants it, right? So right. we can do that with Amazon. Even if you don't sell on Amazon, you can still validate the, that the market is buying something, period. Um, and that makes it where you've got a better chance of succeeding because you already know that the market wants it. You're not guessing. Uh, I think Tim Ferriss did that years ago in uh, Four Hour Work Week, where he did a test um, that he went and he ran Google ads to um, a product that wasn't even created. And he just wanted to see how many people would actually click on it to see if they were interested. And, yeah. And yeah, I've heard people do that. Yeah. yeah, and so it's the same thing now with Amazon, except we don't have to run the money. We don't have to spend the money. We can just go look at the numbers, right? And go, oh yeah, there it is selling. Cool. There's a market for it, yeah. Yeah, there, there's a market for it. So um, and so then then you go from there. Um, but like I said, I mean, for, for me, for you guys, you know, I, I think you need to look at your strengths. I think you need to look at what you could, um, what you could, get into as far as a market and then from there, then start looking at the products to serve that market. I think that's the angle that I would go with um, because you are going to just stay in that stuck phase if you don't. And, and you know what? This first go might be the the first product might be the one that you learn everything from and then you pivot and you don't go down that road. Like right. you won't know until you do it. You yeah, know what I mean? Get like, banged up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you got to be able to uh, to be able to test. And, um, you know, preferably it'd be something that you think that you're going to build a brand in, but it, even if you didn't just, if you launched a product, you're going to learn the platform and you're going to learn what it takes. Um, but I would like to see you start with the market in mind. Right. Okay. You know, but hopefully this has been helpful. You got any other questions before we wrap up? Uh, no, I think we're, uh, you know, that was informative. I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. And I, I think the one bit of advice I would give you is, um, I think stop consuming so much information of all the different ways that you can do it and pick one and then do it. 
Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's what you got to do because if not, you're just going to keep concern you consuming and you're going to stay on a hamster wheel. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like what, whether you take my advice or you take someone else's advice, just just do you know do something um, if this is really what you want. And that might be the other question: Is this really what you want? You know, if it's if it's not, then you know pick another model. You know, because um, there's a ton of different you know business models out there. They they well, work for lifestyle. It's it's definitely what we want. Yeah, it's I mean. definitely what we want. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you that it's totally possible. I mean, I've done it numerous times and, um, you know, has it always worked as planned? No, you know, but I've learned a ton and I'm here talking to you because of everything that I was able to learn through, you know, through me trial and error and everything and, and finding out what works, what doesn't work or, you know, where I should focus my energy. Um, I mean, heck the podcast that I started, like, I didn't think I was going to start a podcast until after I got going and, and, uh, and I had started two other podcasts. Uh, one was in business, one was in fitness and they both kind of petered out. They didn't do much. This podcast that ended up working really well, you know? So it's one of those things that, you know, you just have to, you got to be willing to, to kind of go after the lifestyle that you want and then build it from there. And I mean, you both, you know, you're smart people, uh, you know, Rich, you got a, your own business, so you know, business, um, you know what it takes, um, you know, the, the, uh, the positive and the negative things that go along with it. But, um, I think you guys both have what it takes. You just got to get out there and, and make it happen. Yeah. Okay. We have to just start. <laughs> exactly. I always say that hashtag just start, like just do exactly. something like stop consuming and start doing like it's, it's, it's yeah. easy, but it's hard. I, I get it. And I'm not, I'm not sitting here, you know, talking down at all. I've been there myself. And then I got to kick myself in the butt and say, come on, man, just, you know, do something. Um, and, and that way there, you can kind of, you can react to the result, right? You can react to, oh, okay, I got started. This happened. Okay. Well, how do I deal with this? Do this. Um, you know, but, uh, yeah, I, I think you guys will, I think you guys will do it. You just got to figure out what it is. And I think you guys should do a little deep dive as far as like what, what market you really want to go into. And then from there, I would start with the low-hanging fruit, the ones that are selling 10 a day um, consistently, and then start there and then work yourself towards ones if you want more competitively. Right. That's what I would do. All right. Thanks, Scott. Sound good? Yeah. Sounds good. We'll let how it goes. We'll keep in touch. All right. So there you have it. Hopefully you got a ton of value from that, or you had some light bulbs going off as we were going through that. I genuinely enjoy these types of calls. Uh, it's kind of where I am feeling in my zone in a sense, because again, I've done it over and over and over again. I've helped people that have done it. But again, I want to just say that there are a lot of different ways that you can go about building a business. Okay. Some work really well for some, but don't work so well for others. And you got to kind of figure out what your thing is. If you want to be the one that goes out there and just finds random products and you want to be kind of like the retail arb, you know, business and you want to have an open brand, go for it. I'm not saying that that's not an option. You could totally do that. But if you want to build a brand, to me, that is the future. This way here, you're not dependent on a channel, but you would use that channel as long as it's working, right? Why wouldn't you? And then from there, building your own assets and thinking a little bit more into the future as far as like, could you eventually sell this? Even though right now you'd say, I'd never sell, um, you, you have to think about it that way so you can set it up so that if you ever did get to that point, you could and you would have things set up properly. Building a brand to me will allow you to go into competitive markets. Even if you don't go after those competitive products right out of the gate, you're able to build up the brand even if you just niche it down like you heard in this coaching call. All right. So, uh, I just want to remind you guys that, you know, you guys can do this. You just have to go out there and start. You have to do something just like I said to Lynn and Rich. And I want to thank them once again for being so open and honest and transparent about their feelings, uh, about being overwhelmed and, and all of that stuff. It's, it's, it's the way that we are, right? It's we're, we're wired the same pretty much. Like we're all going to feel that stuff at times. It's just, how do we deal with it? And I wanted to be the one to really help Lynn and Rich get out there and just start. As I said, like hashtag just start, right? You guys that have been listening for a while know that that's my thing. All right. So definitely just do something. And if you're in your business right now and you're feeling stuck, you can still move forward. You just have to start asking yourself different questions. Now, if you are at that very beginning or you're, you're thinking to yourself, 
myself, I'm stuck in my brand. I'm not really sure where to go because it's too competitive and I want to stay in this, but I want to, I want to find other products that aren't as competitive. Then I would definitely say, go check out product discovery bootcamp. That is our new training. That is where I would start or I would go if I was stuck in my current brand. And I wanted to think about how can I find sub brands and really build out this, uh, this brand. So this way here, we can have more than just one product, but we can also build it out so uh, we don't have to worry so much about that competition. That is Product Discovery Bootcamp. You can find all the details by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash bootcamp. All right, and the show notes to this episode can be found at episode 509. So that will be theamazingseller.com forward slash 509. All right, guys, so that's it. That's gonna wrap up this episode. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud, say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.